And hey guys, I'm here with Jessica Smith. Wanted to have a chat with Jessica about private practice, working for somebody else, just various stuff. She's one of our Reboot Insiders Club uh, subscribers. And mm -hmm. good to uh, see you, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, uh, so what's going on? Well, I have my own business at home. I have a really awesome home office. And I also work for a gym that's local, which is a great job, but it is still working for someone else. And um, I'm juggling growing my home practice while working for somebody else. The time demands, the physical demands, all that stuff. And I'm really bad at networking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't find that to be a, a high skill for massage therapists. Mm. There are some who are good at networking, but even I am not super, super great uh, at that specifically. When, how many hours a week are you working at this facility? Meaning I can not, see up, up to eight clients and those are various times. So I'd say eight to 10 hours a week. Oh, that's pretty good. That, that was what on. I was hoping. When I worked at a chiropractor's office, it was about 12 hours a week, which like gave me another eight to 10 hours that I could, you know, grind out stuff on my own right. if I was in mm -hmm. session with clients. Yeah. 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 I, they want me to work more hours, but at this point, that's all I can give them. And w what's up with that? Like, why don't you just like work for them more instead of uh, being in private practice? I like my commute when I work from home. <laughs> and I, I make more money when I work for myself. Yeah. Where are you located? I'm in South Plymouth, right off of Cape Cod. Okay. Yeah. So Massachusetts, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Therapists have to work it out for themselves. I'm a big fan of a home studio. I'm also a big fan of private practice. Uh, a lot of therapists I talk to, they think I don't teach table work. I don't know why. And they think, you know, you can't do my work unless it's on a mat or they can't do it working for somebody else. And mm -hmm. I don't think, so somehow that's gotten lost in my messaging. Like I just meet the therapist where they're at and continue to build them up. Yeah. What I don't well, want is for mm -hmm. your hopes and dreams to get just crushed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is when I started working at the gym and that's actually been, it's fairly new. One of my conditions was that I could practice Thai. And so they just actually gave me a new space, but they, they made space for me day one because I caused a huge wave of interest. Day one, I brought my mat in. I parked myself on like the stretching area they have in the gym. And I just started doing free work on people. And I had Thai clients booked. My whole, my first week was all Thai. Oh, now awesome. it's really mixed, but yeah, so I do both and I do both at home also. I have more room at home though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do the mat work. I like the mat work. I would say continue building where you're comfortable. And it sounds like you're a little more geared towards private practice. You're just trying to figure out how to make the, the business side work. Yeah, I just getting my name out there is it's that's all I needed to do. It's all I need to do. I redesigned my website based on your videos, actually. Uh oh. <laughs> and well, I started getting calls from people and people started booking me online. I, I just made it really simple and really easy to just click a button to schedule with me. Yeah. And people started scheduling with me. So, and Good. my my clicks went up 100%. So that was, that's been helpful in and of itself. Cause I have a hard time going places and selling well, myself. Jessica, if you don't mind my asking, how old are you? 27. Okay. So I'm 44 and I made a comment recently in a class where I was like, man, you know, I've noticed that the students, the students are getting younger and DD, my teaching assistant was like, <laughs> nah, bro, you're just getting old. <laughs> I'm yep. teaching a lot of therapists who are younger than me. I'm, I'm in this weird gap between the school owners who are in the 60s and the students who are in their 20s. Yeah. And I'm showing yeah. them how to use TikTok to market and promote. And, and that's a weird message for a school owner who doesn't even right. think that's a viable you know, platform. Mm -hmm. Long term, I want you to do what you're happy with and what really sets you on fire in addition to what pays the bills. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good for a facility to have someone who does mat work, have mat work grow. You just have to juggle. And how long have you been working now? As a massage therapist? Yeah. 
Uh, nine years. Oh, okay. Wow. Quite a while. All right. Yeah. A little bit longer than I, than I thought. I went to school at 17. I started at 17. So yeah. And then got your license when you were 18. Yep. Yep. There's lots of options. There's more options for private practice than ever before. And when you talk about you're not so good about like going out. COVID has mm. been weird, of course, but you're not as good about like in-person networking. Right. And then how do you feel about social media? Because you did the website and the, the click button thing, apparently something I produced helped you to be able to get clients. But how are you about like video production? I've been playing with it. I have someone who's a videographer who wants to trade with me. So that's going to be another really good step. But I, I have a tripod. I've set it up. I've taken some videos. I'm, so I'm learning. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm a perfectionist. Ah, and yeah, got, I know. We have an hour. <laughs> We're going to, we got to get rid of that. So what is I the perfectionist know. thing? I just want everything I put out to be not criticizable, which is nope. not realistic. Nope. I know. Nope. Okay. Do you have any idea what I get called by colleagues online? Oh yeah. I've watched a lot of your videos, so I hear a lot about it. Oh yeah. So, I, and I've been accused of like uh, polarizing sometimes consciously, sometimes not so much. I don't really think you can do anything that's successful without somebody saying they don't like it. And right. Yeah. Young, attractive, a uh, woman in the industry makes video, gets a ton of clients. I auto automatically feel the stink from Cape Cod coming over because other therapists get envious or weird. And a lot mm -hmm. of it just do, comes due to their own insecurity. They don't like seeing you. They're like crabs in a bucket. They're like, they don't like seeing you excel, escape, do your own thing. That's antagonizing to them, especially if they're just sitting on a couch complaining. Does it make sense? Yeah, I don't, I'm not too worried about other massage therapists. I'm friends with a lot of them. And um, actually, there's a lot of Thai practitioners on the Cape that I know, or a few of them that I know. And I'm not worried about that so much. I don't really know what it is. I just don't, I don't know. I'm worried about putting myself out there. So they don't like me because there's gray in my beard. They don't like me because I'm not freshly shaven. They don't like me because I got moles on my face or, you know. Like there's a million things people will pick up from a video that's very different than your body work. Um, yeah. Just like you set up the website and you had the capacity, it sounds like you have online scheduling so they could press a button and book an appointment. Yep. And money magically came in. Started to. Yep. yep. And here's the deal. That positive feedback loop. I deal with this with students all the time because I'm real heavy on video production because if we're doing tie, we do stuff that's clothed. Right. You got to oh, make video. Hold on one second. Yeah. Babe, I'm recording. Sorry, my fiance just came home. That's fine. <laughs> if you need to talk to him, just let me know. I can pause for a second. So nah, he's good. The, the issue is we have to develop a new positive feedback loop. When you yeah. changed your website, set up online scheduling and clients booked, how did you feel about that? Oh, that felt good. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, I want to make the website even better, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Video. Right. I think what it is, is sometimes the therapist, they don't see the direct link. Yeah. I had somebody tell me years ago, there's like 1300 YouTube videos on my YouTube channel. And they said, I don't understand. Like, how are you making money off of those YouTube videos? And I'm like, oh my God, YouTube is owned by Google. Yeah. YouTube is the second largest search engine on earth. All those YouTube videos are backlinks to my website, which promote, mm -hmm. advertise, and market what I do specifically. Yep. It's not about ad revenue from YouTube. It's about more people seeing my work, wanting my work, scheduling, and it just became effortless. The positive feedback loop went from the website and booking to video. I don't think people understand. I mean, think about, think about it from a massage therapist perspective. I come in completely close on mat base, push the table over, go, hey, let's change the industry. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, white man. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, but let's, let's go ahead and change it. <laughs> yep. It's totally different when you do it. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like you are always going to be you. Flaws, foibles. I make video and I misspeak or like, I, man, what was that muscle? I can't remember it. I don't think there's any lack of professionalism. And in fact, those little fo foibles, flaws, errors, 
what I notice is people go, man, but Robert, he's real. Right. And they connect with me. Now, some people don't like it. There is this divergence, that polarization. But the people who like it are even more rabid. Right. I, mean, I, I went to a private subscribers group that you're in, said, hey, has anybody got some time? You know, want to do a quick podcast just because I got, I have a day off. I'm off editing videos and I'm like, let's do another hour podcast with Jessica. Why not? Give, yeah. her, give her some free stuff. Now, once you've done this with me, do you feel more connected to me having this conversation? Oh, yeah, for sure. And would your clients, if they saw a video of you regularly, feel like more connected to you and be reminded to book a session? Fair enough. Yes. Are, are you? Did you have that moment where you're like, "God damn it, Robert!" <laughs> I, I saw something. Well, I know I have to. Well, I shouldn't say have to, but I know it's valuable, especially with Thai. When people are like, "What's that?" and I'm like, "Well, it's compressions and stretching and mobilization, and there's no light bulb." And yeah, so they no, were no, seeing no. videos. I'm very verbal. I was a philosophy student. I could sit and listen to lectures for a semester, never crack open a book, and write a three-page essay and ace the course. Very verbal. But as I teach more and more, I realize other people are not. Part of the reason I'm making mm. so much video is people are very visual. visual. They're, they're making all sorts of weird judgments. You know, if, if when, when I hear compression, mobilization, stretching, that doesn't really... I don't think it's sync. When they see it, they go, ooh, I want that. Right, exactly. Ooh, I want that. And that's a big market force for us. In, in your area around Cape Cod, do massage therapists make any video with any regularity? Now that I've seen. I've you, looked. You can eat a market. They don't even have really good websites around here, to oh, be honest yeah, with you. No. Yeah. Which I get it, because massage therapists aren't necessarily trained in the tech side of it. No, you, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> they, they think, they think like, know. you know, Robert came preformed and I'm like, no, <laughs> like a lot of practice. I fought, I fought all this crap. I was like, once I got to Twitter, I was just like, I'm done. I don't know why anybody <laughs> would tweet. I don't get it. This was like 12 years ago. I mean, it was yep. eons, you know, but yeah. the, the tech side is growing, putting out video. It's like a very open market. Not a lot of people are. And if you're confident right. enough to go, hey, I'm going to show you how we're going to work on the arm. This person's having a problem with the shoulder. We're going to work on the rotator cuff, a little bit of verbiage, a little bit of video. It doesn't even have to be long. These, this is Instagram, you know, one minute. Those things cumulatively make a huge difference in, in right. businesses. I see therapists talk about they're buying customized sets of like preformed or prepackaged social media posts. I have seen ads for that stock, before. Stock photos. Yeah. No. We have such a personalized service. They had to know that Robert was an arrogant, cursing educator. Because here's what I do. I don't want Karens in my class. I'm drawing people in as much as I'm pushing other ones away. I think right. that's what you need in your practice. And to me, that's a very easy thing because it's free. Yeah. A, a video a day... Oh. 365 days a year means in three years you release a thousand videos. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have to take the leap. I don't know. I don't know if I can do Is it. Is it overwhelming? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I just feel like I have to be perfect when I'm, well, as soon as the camera's recording, like even now I'm, I'm very anxious about this, even no. though you might not be able to tell, No. but I just feel like my form has to be perfect and my technique has to be perfect. And nope. I know. So here's what you do. If you're me and I just did it, I said, so, so what we're going to do, I critique myself. Cause when I'm editing video, I'm like, bro, why do you keep saying? So <laughs> and it's like a, it's a filler word, it's a filler word. I'm able to critique my form, critique the audio video, and slowly improve things. Mm. Is my website where I want it to be? Social media marketing, email list, video, but if you keep working at it. It gets better and better. That's the artist. Like I started looking at a lot of stuff of uh, Vincent Van Gogh. 
and I'm amazed when I see stuff float across my Facebook feed because there's Starry Night and a few really famous paintings at his at his prime. But when I look at his earlier stuff, I'm like, ah, I can see him developing. Yeah. But then you realize, mm-hmm. you know, you you remember this, the peak. But it's like people didn't see these years and years and years of practice. Right. Well, That's you don't. what builds it. Right. No one ever sees the hard work in the background. They just see the really flashy good results that they get at the end. Oh, Jessica's so lucky. It just right. comes so easy to her after 10 years mm-hmm. of merciless critique, building, bodywork, yeah. video production websites. <laughs> Practice, 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 and refining, and yeah. yeah. I mean, heck, I do that in my home practice all the time. I just haven't quite jumped to video yet. The other thing is, I, I would encourage you in, in the, the age that we're in in 2021, take out the phone and just record snippets. Don't worry about it being perfect. You don't have to formally set up a video shoot. Like, if you're going to work with a videographer, that's great. You're working with somebody, but when it comes to your just daily practice, if you just take out your phone, set it on a tripod, record a five minute clip and go, hey guys, uh, I'm gonna show you a little bit. I'm gonna work on Shelly's arm here. And then you work on her arm for five minutes, turn the, the phone off. Mm-hmm. Then you just use that later. You upload it to Instagram, you know, IGTV, you upload right. it to YouTube, upload it to Facebook. Those things, if you do it regularly, just document what you're already doing. Don't worry about mm-hmm making the best art you're not making a formal class people are expecting essentially reality tv they mm. want to they want to see in the jessica's world from your viewpoint you can give them that now do you just do that on the clients you see normally do you ask them hey can i just record your arm for a minute in in when, the middle of session when i started i've kind of gone back and forth between is it a production or is it something that I just record what I'm already doing? There was a right. big uh, jumping off point where I had a, a fairly good camera like this one and audio at a w- wireless microphone. But mm-hmm. what really blew up for me was when I went, oh my God, why don't I just record the whole class? Mm. Like, why didn't I think about that before? And it's like, well, you didn't have anybody, a marketer or, or social media like person that you know like i had to continue to grind it out because i've been cutting little clips or shoot i'd work with you shoot a little video working on your shoulder and upload that video to youtube and that's great but then i went dude intro time is 18 hours you can just record Mm -hmm. the whole class and then i started cutting clips from the class and then what you realized is i could produce just vast amounts of video that mm-hmm. I could repurpose for social media. That was just as much me promoting for clients as it was for classes. Right. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. So don't just work on the client and get paid. Work on the client, set up your phone. So you, hey, Charlotte, hold on a second. Let me press a button, five mm-hmm. minutes. You just get the client to sign an AV waiver so you can release that later. Right. I remember you saying that. Just show what you do. I'm serious. Like I, I did a video earlier for a TikTok because I've been wanting to do like coffee and liquor tastings. But TikTok, mm. the platform, it works better like through my phone. So yeah. I, I, I'm like, well, I didn't look as nice as I do right now. My hair, my hair wasn't as like nice or whatever. My, I just woke up. I probably got crust in my eye. You need to. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. I just did like a quick coffee review. I'm like, why not? I got this coffee from a local company, did a TikTok, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, why am I, as a time massage teacher, practitioner, why am I doing coffee reviews? Why not? Exactly. Because people are interested in it. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. this guy, he deals with coffee. But after you do a hundred or a thousand of them and you've reviewed a hundred coffees and another 800 different kinds of liquor or beer, now you have like another audience paying attention to you and it builds brand. Well, I like beer. Oh, and this guy does great body work. So you're drawing a new audience. That's something I'd ever connect. (laughs) No, but it's also uh, fine dining. 
Mm. People who are buying $100 bottles of tequila, one, I want to hang out with them. And two, <laughs> they probably can afford my sessions here in Austin. That's yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. Just document what you're doing. It's you. And that's the thing. I, I think massage therapists miss this because I'll hear this all the time. Well, I prefer word of mouth. And I'm like, this is digital word of mouth. Mm. I don't even call it social media. I say digital word of mouth. Yeah. You're using word of mouth. That's great. But how about digital word of mouth? Because they don't think that this is word of mouth. Right. If you go to crab boils or clam bakes or whatever they do in Cape Cod <laughs> that builds personality and brand around what you do specifically, yeah. you know, you knit. Dude, you could set up your phone and be like, hey, I'm knitting. What I do have are two very giant dogs that love all of my clients. Yep. So, and, any, and anybody who's a dog lover, when I work with Kristen, uh, she has a dog, Journey. And Journey's rambunctious. I'm still trying to figure out how to get Journey to just calm down. Mm. But Journey will come and relax and then just lay down on the mat with us. And we've had moments where it's like, oh, is that a good idea? You know, the clients. And I go, I think the imperfection of the dog, like, she's working on me and the dog's like licking my, I'm like, hey, stop, Journey. <laughs> that stuff is very entertaining. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she lo I love dogs too. Mm -hmm. That's people's response. Personalization. That. Yeah. Say that again. I could try that, but mine don't fit on the mat. They're oh, no. You got, what do you got? What kind of breed? Mastiffs. Ooh. <laughs> 150 and 170 pounds. Yeah. I got two of them. Beasts. They're huge, but they love my clients. They say hi before we go into treatment because I have two rooms. Yeah. So. We have a very personal service. Social media is digital word of mouth and it allows you to connect with your unique clients. That's fair because I want to find my people. And then you don't have to worry about the rest. Yeah. Once you find them. So what questions okay. do you have about like practice building? Because I'll go on and on about video and its importance. Well, I'm good at retaining clients. Rebooking. Yeah. I'm that most of my clients, if not all of them, end up rebooking. But getting them in the door is one thing. I was actually thinking specifically, there's a fire station right down the street from my house. And I actually really like working on first responders. They're one of my ideal clients, especially because I can be so flexible with my hours here and they need that. And I don't know, do you think it's a good idea for me to show up there? We'll call them and then show up with my mat and give some free work to I, I think I there? think I'm 95% there with you. The other 5% is I want you to put your phone on the tripod. And so record while I'm there? Go, go give them work and take Carl. Carl's a firefighter. I want you to work on Carl, work on his low back, whatever it is firefighters are having problems with. Thank them for their service. Mm -hmm. And go, Carl, while I work on your low back, why did you become a firefighter? From an entertainment standpoint, I'm like, oh, man, like, wow. I really liked Carl. <laughs> I really like Jessica. Wow, she's helping firefighters. I, I yep. want to support her practice. Fair enough. The story, the humanity, a personal service. And that's the thing. Like we have, as massage therapists, people come to us and get naked, yep. typically. It's deeply intimate, but mm. therapists are almost running away from this because it's like, well, I don't want people to see me. Or, and I'm like... Man, we have a very intimate job. And I want yeah. you to not just work on Carl. I'd be totally, this is me. I'd be totally happy giving away 30-minute sessions to 10 of them and just show up and work on them. You form an alliance, camaraderie. Yeah. Friends. Well, I was thinking of giving them free 30 minutes and having them come here, but I almost think it's better to show up there because they're more likely to actually get the work. And when they, when they see me from across the way, they're like, oh, I will actually try that. Oh, 
Listen, instead of having them come here. They're firemen. My guess is, one, you can book them for a longer session when they're off. Yeah. And then two, they go, man, can you come in twice a month to the firehouse and do this? Just give us 30-minute sessions and you go, again. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. But they don't know it's possible. And most people, if they're anything like consumers anywhere else in the U.S., they're not thinking Matt Bay's clothes on. Right. The, the, that, that massage you're doing in 30 minutes is not putting them to sleep. You're helping Carl work on his low back. And when that alarm goes off, he can just jump up and run and get suited and get the hell out because he's got to go to yeah. a fire. Yeah. yeah. It's almost perfect for that. Well, I guess that answers my question. You're 95% there. You just need a little encouragement. But adding this on top, gold. Absolute yeah. gold. Yeah. If anybody agrees to it, which would be nice. Yeah. And some, some won't, and that's fine. You, you can mm -hmm. have an AV waiver. It's a simple one-form contract. You can pick up one off of Google. All it is yeah. is just allows you to put their social media stuff out or whatever. It's real simple. Mm -hmm. um, it's just to protect yourself. If you have video, you can even repurpose it. You know, like imagine, imagine they did call you in and you started working on Carl and you just worked on Carl twice a month for these little 30 minute sessions. But then you took some editing software and like stitched it together. And you showed Carl from the beginning where he's got pain to the end where he's like, man, I'm so much faster, more mobile. Storytelling. Yeah. Now, what do you use to edit your videos? Uh, I have some, some free software. Oh, it's fine. I have some free software called Shotcut. Okay. Video editing software. It's extremely easy to use. I literally learned it from a 19-year-old wearing a hoodie that I thanked on Twitter because he put up a tutorial <laughs> that was an hour long. It gave me enough basics mm. to... I don't do a lot of narrative. It's not heavy, heavy editing. It's not like a film. But right. it was easy to cut a clip, add some graphics, do some little mm -hmm. things. And again, in a marketplace where people don't make video, it made me, you know, look like a rock star. So Right. You're already above and beyond. Yeah. And there's other video editing software out there. They do similar things, some, some advantages. But I like free. Mm. I like multi-purpose. And shotcut, shotcut worked. Yep. I might look at it. I've got a fancy one called Pinnacle that I got for like a super discount on Humble Bundle. I didn't even know what it was at the time and I got it and it ended up working out really well for video editing. Tons of software. That's really yeah. outside of our scope. We're certainly not learning about it in massage school. I know. YouTube. We'd almost make it easier if we did though. Yeah. I, I, I get a lot of, I, I, I poke school owners. But in many instances, they only have 500 hours. So it's really difficult to bring people yeah. from knowing nothing to, you know, ready to take their that. licensing exam and be able right. to go work at a spa doing effleurage. Yeah. Continuing education is where I thrive. And even with subscribers, I could add tutorials on OBS and tutorials on streaming and tutorials on video editing and tutorial like... The subscribers aren't looking for that stuff. They're not particularly right. interested. They'll go, well, what kind of camera do you have? And it's like, listen, this is almost as good as this other camera I'm using. Mm. And this is with you in your pocket at all times. Right. I know that they don't quite see it that way. And video production, editing, some of those things may help it look more pro, I guess. But at the same time, reality TV is what everything has become. And I just keep, hey, guys, we're doing a quick coffee review. This is the Ethiopian Sadama Natural. Oh, man, it tastes like raisinette. <laughs> Thank you to the farmers in Ethiopia who raise these beans. Thank you. You're making my life in America tolerable. It's and then you have a few more followers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fan building. It's like some of it is... I don't know. I mean, if you think about like education, like dry educational tutorials, to me suck. Educational tutorials where, okay, he's giving some anatomy, but then he's got a sense of humor and he laughs. Yep. Much more personal. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. The, the video editing software, just do some Google searches, figure out what you want to use. I, I use Shotcut. It's very easy to just clip some cuts. And then let's mm -hmm. say you worked on Carl for 30 minutes. 
you could easily just go cut five minute Instagram videos out of that. Make sense? Yep. Yeah. Just little, little bits of edits, repurposing stuff. This right here, we may do an hour. We chat. I can take snippets from this, post it all over my social media, tag you. And just from the standpoint of me talking with a student, people look at me and my practice and my brand differently when the brand becomes feminized. Mm. When they realize that I'm helping women and supporting their businesses, going towards being bad bitches and entrepreneurs, boss babes, doing the things that they really want to do. That's that strategic alliance, which includes you doing video with Carl. I hope I meet a Carl now. <laughs> Are you a firefighter named Carl in Cape Cod? <laughs> I need bodywork therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just have to put myself out there and actually do it. Which is. It, it's not part, part of what we're trained in in school. Right. Sorry. The, the promotion, the promotion side that in-person networking, of course, during COVID like dropped off immensely. I'm not as good with in-person promotion. If you give me the floor, I can do a demo easy, but I don't go to a, like a business luncheon and Hey, I'm Robert Gardner and shake hands. Like I'm, I'm wearing a Skeletor shirt. <laughs> yeah. You're you. Yeah. And some people, well, I don't like that. He's yeah. not wearing shoes. And I'm like, I use my feet to work on people. Mm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of, kind of flips the the narrative a bit. But making video, showing people what you do, continuing to expand, there's a lot of options. What I love about it is you get paid to be you. Mm -hmm. Makes it easier. You don't have to put on a facade every time you go oh. out. Yeah, my my ex wife taught me this well. I'm lazy. She was lazy. It was too much work to lie. Mm. It was too much work to put on a front. It was much easier to go, hey, I'm Robert Gardner. I'm a arrogant mansplaining asshat tequila drinking, uh, massage therapist in Austin, Texas. I uh, work on people in chronic pain, have a sh shot of tequila. That's the spirit. No, it's like not everybody would literally like, he said he was a mansplaining ass. I don't understand. Like some people would get like irritated by that, but mm. it's poking fun. Most of the people I know who become famous, they become famous because of something about their personality. Right. They want, you know, Whoopi Goldberg. She's got opinions. Well, I don't like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like Whoopi. And it's like, I don't care what you don't like about Whoopi. Whoopi's in the color purple. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that polarization will naturally happen. But mm -hmm. once you've drawn your own clients, it sounds like long-term, you'd probably prefer private practice. And here's what happens. More freedom, more money, more you, more mm -hmm. authenticity, everything grows. Everything about our industry is awesome. Yeah. Everything we do. I mean, we don't, we don't hurt people. We don't scam people. We don't steal money. We don't, everything we do is like make their lives better. Right. That's why I got into this job in the first place. And we want to, we want to take that and put that on steroids and make it expand. Mm -hmm. Care Bear Stare. <laughs> expand it out. Communicate it to everybody. I mean, I, you know, I went to massage school in 2002. I got to be in anatomy. I always tell people that. The YouTube didn't start, I think, until 2006. Mm. YouTube didn't even exist when I went to massage school. There was no social media at that time. Right. Yeah, it's like the, the landscape has changed so drastically in the last 20 years mm. that it's hard to, it's hard for me to understand the, the mental ch shifts that had to change between a 60-year-old school owner and a 19-year-old who's on TikTok on their lunch break. Mm. You know, I know I have a lot more to add, but now that I'm on the spot here, I'm just drawing blanks. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Listen, I, I make a show of it. I go, what was the name of that muscle? Ah, oh, damn it, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like I'll take the video after the fact and go look it up and like stick it on the screen. I'm like, 
It was flexor policy's longest, you professional. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's all fun. I sure hope no one expects us to remember every little muscle, because, oh my god, there's so many of them. Yeah. It's Although... helping people and, and documenting the process. Yeah. The document the part, part. The document part. You don't have to act. You just turn on your phone and show them what you do. Right. You, you add that on top of your website and you're good to go. Are you having any specific challenges in business beyond that? Just getting people to know about you so they can book sessions? The only other thing I'm concerned about is taking care of my body enough to be able to keep on going. Because a lot of my work at the gym is table work. And I was actually in a car accident just about two years ago. And the table work just exacerbates this. I was thought I was getting better. And then I was, I just started working like three times more than I used to. And now all this stuff's coming back and I'm like, oh, I need to take care of my body in order to be able to do the work. So that's the only other thing I'm really Diet, struggling with. exercise, self-care, which is kind of like a, a catch-all phrase. And yeah. then how do you find your body response to mat work as opposed to the table? Much better. It's more like getting a good leg workout in than my right wrist and my neck feeling like they're going to fall off my body. I mean, change, change how you're working on the table. Are you working with the table that's pretty high? Like, are you blending time massage with effleurage and deep tissue? Or is it more like table tie? I think I'm blending. I, a lot of my table stuff is neck work because that's my thing. I really like to work on people's necks. And unfortunately for me, that means a lot of, I can't use my body as well because I'm sitting most of the time. When I do tie work on the neck, it's a whole different ball game. But on the table, it's... Well, if you're, if you're doing this on the neck, that's really going to take a toll. Those I know. Compressions, <laughs> those compressions inside line to bust up concrete to open things up so you can then go apply pressure mm -hmm. probably the way you want to go. Mm -hmm. but I did that today. It's also your body. Just change it up yeah. and you know, transition the client as best uh, works for you. I'm a, a big proponent of mat work in an industry that kind of, I don't know, rolls their eyes at me, but mm. I, I don't know. I always get a, a table-based therapist in a Facebook forum who's like, body mechanics. And I go, yeah, the body mechanics on a mat like completely changed the whole practice. And they're like, yeah, they, they do. Like roll their eyes again. And I'm like, dude, listen, I'm not going to be able to explain to you Brazilian jiu-jitsu Mm -hmm. to an industry full of boxers like you've either done it or you don't know right like we're not learning this shit in school like i'm i'm teaching it as you know continuing education walk your clients along to the work that you want to do that's more sustainable to you that allows you to pull in more money that allows you to build revenue and have more freedom and follow your heart the maintenance of your body you know i'm 44 i'm having some weird low back pain i rarely have low back pain i don't even know what's going on Mm -hmm. maintenance everything i have i hate to say this because i don't want to encourage people to think that like their pain is good but most of what i know about pain comes from my own personal experience of it mm -hmm. when i could work on my own low back ah that's how i can help the client when i work on my i was in a whiplash a car accident wanted to get started when i was 22 so yep. all the stuff i know about the neck oh i, I learned so much because of my my own stuff Let's hope that happens for me because my neck <laughs> is my problem area right now. On ongoing maintenance. Yeah. I work on it as best I can. It's just the more I work, the less time I have to do all the good stuff for myself. But I kind of can't skimp on it. I'm better at it this time. After work, nine years, I think. Work-life balance. Yeah, I know. The problem is, too, I have a hard time saying no at the, at the gym, the hours I gave them. I'm booked probably solid through almost the end of October and my clients are trying to get in sooner. Can you I raise rates? No, I can't. No, I'm Why? an employee. I don't, uh, the gym would have to do that. And they're, I don't think they go would. to them and tell them you're booked. Yeah, maybe.
They don't want more money? That's true. But what happens when they hire another therapist who oh, no. might not have the same? I don't, I, I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, everybody's work environment can, can be a little bit different. I'm just, you know, giving you some thoughts. Like, my yeah. g- general thought, either you work for somebody else or you work for yourself. In both cases, if you're booked, rates go up. Mm-hmm. you got to, like, you know... You're only going to work on one client at a time, so you're limited to how much money you're going to make in that session. Mm. Yeah. I'd rather just put the focus more at home and, and not add the hours and stuff at the gym. Sure. Do you charge more in private practice? Yeah, and I don't, I mean, I make 100% at home versus yeah. the percentage I make at the I like I like 100%. I know, me too. <laughs> so I try to, I mean... I try to be fair to them, but when Post. it comes to decision. Yeah, what I did and what I encourage you to do, it sounds like coast on the job you have and mm-hmm. just work on building your private practice. Make yeah. so much money in private practice that you cannot afford to stay at a job if that's what you want to do. Right, that's the goal eventually. I have a totally off topic question for you. Sure. That's related to. Uh, I work. You had shared a post kind of making fun of a lot of things that the industry typically says. Yeah. And one of the things was that they release fascia. Yeah. So if you don't think fascia can be released, you're saying elongated, softened, what, what's your perspective? I, I had a major, well, there's an ongoing debate. So do you know who Chad Bolding is? I don't think so. Yeah, Ch- Chad is a colleague of mine. He's in our private uh, subscribers group, the Reboot Insiders Club. Chad and I have regular phone calls, and we go head-to-head on a million, million different things. And Chad is not so fond of the pain science community in our industry. Mm. And I don't want to misquote him, but like we, we kind of argue about this. And then uh, a colleague of mine is Walt Fritz. I'm sure you've heard me talk about Walt before. Mm, I've heard yeah. you mention it. And And Walt is... I mean, he's dead center in in the pain science community. I even posted a little meme he made. It was kind of like the Bernie meme, but he was talking about Fox. Did you see where I shared that? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, because uh, I shared that because it's like I like when Walt, like, I like when he uses social media, and I'm encouraging my colleague who's pain science oriented because I I get along with Walt, and part of the reason I got along with Walt is because Walt didn't look down on me. Walt didn't for two seconds look at me like, well, you could never understand what I'm doing because I'm a physical therapist. He just went, Robert, listen, the pain science, it doesn't change anything about what we do mm-hmm. at all. It's not, not going to change your body work. You're already doing great body work. It's going to change the interpretation of why it works to begin with. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. In time massage circles, that is not a popular opinion. They're mm. like, well, it's got to be traditional. And I'm like, medical traditions that go back 2,000 years don't include antibiotics, bro. Like, yeah. surgeries, like, I, I'm not real cool with that. So, if I talk about fascia, you're talking about that specific post from Walt? Yeah, something like making fun of people saying that fascia releases. And I didn't so, know if you just thought that was... So, one, I don't go out and, like, trash colleagues or, like make fun of them in, in my world. Here's, here's what I understand. I was kind of like, for years, I kept, like I worked on send lines and that worked so far, got me so far. And then it was like trigger points and then it was like, ah, here was another layer. And then when I looked at it between send lines and trigger points, I went, uh-uh, this is the same thing. Hmm. They're, they're speaking two different languages, but this is the same thing. There's only one yeah. body, one people, one anatomy, physiology, nervous system. Mm-hmm. And then it was like digging for more, and that's where I stumbled into Walt. Mm. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of science, and I'm a big fan of asking better questions about what we do and why. I do think that manual therapy and the work we do does have an effect on clients' tissues mm-hmm. and on their bodies, but... The reason that happens is because we provide a stimulus and their nervous system has a response. So anything that happens to tissue or their bicep or their fascia, 
those changes happen because of their nervous system. The nervous system mm. is primary. Chad okay. and I will sit down and argue about it. He was texting me earlier. He's like, chiropractors, chiropractors adjust the joint. It's not just skin. And I'm like, oh, but that gaseous exchange is just like the, the joint, you know, cavitating. And then people in the pain science community will start to argue that it's potentially dangerous because it's a, such a high velocity, you know, impact. And he's like, yes, but it happens inside the body. You're affecting, and I'm like, Chad, when you interface with skin, you're affecting cutaneous and subcutaneous nerves that go back to their nerves, spinal cord, and brain. You don't get any deeper than that, physically. And he's, he's having this like little bit of a battle with me and I can't describe it well enough scientifically. I can't quote research studies to kind of like Chad and I are still having that little battle, you know, back and forth. It's more the interpretation of why it works mm -hmm. than changing the body work itself. So you're saying instead of physiologically changing the fascia, we're affecting the nervous system and that is causing the change in the fascia and the muscle tissue. Yep. But in our community, here's the thing that's happening. And I'll, I'll give this to you real quick. So one of the things I added in video, I'm sure you've seen this, you know, I put anatomy on the screen. Yeah. Musculoskeletal anatomy is a big part of massage school. It's a big part of the therapist think, well, I'm, I'm working on the bicep. I'm working on the, the tricep. I'm working on the forearm flexors or whatever. If, if I don't include that anatomy on screen, it's not connecting the therapist to what they already know because they're very anatomy oriented. I'll work on the arm and go, hey guys, when I, when I put pressure here and then and roll the, the hand open, we're, we're affecting pronator teres between the radius and ulna. But in my head, I'm like, listen, like guys, what I'm really doing is I'm delivering a stimulus into the mm -hmm. client's nervous system so that they can respond. If I say that second one without the first, they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what this guy's talking about. Mm. Make sense? Yep. You're trying to relate to them. What I'm doing is, and it's not, it's, it's not like I don't think I'm having an effect on bone because we are. If you affect muscle, you affect bone. If you affect mm tissue and nervous system do you affect joints yes the skin is the interface it's like the the keyboard it allows me to interface with with the computer i don't sit down and like put on my website well i'm robert gardner i focus on chronic pain management i'm here to deliver a stimulus into your nervous system so you can respond <laughs> with relaxation yeah. mm -hmm. now why do i not say that because it would go right over everyone's heads yeah, I, I go uh, problem, solution. Yeah. I go, hey, you're having back pain? Oh, okay, cool. Where? And they go, ah, it's all, I'm cool, okay. And I'll come over and touch and go, listen, is it sharp? Is it broad? Is it like running down your, and they're like, no, it just runs down my, my back. I'm like, cool, let's get to work on it. Mm -hmm. I don't go into, like, the plumber doesn't have to explain to me that, like, water rolls downhill. Right. I just, just fix the plumbing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you even, don't care how they get there. Well, and, they get and, there. and that's the thing. If the, if the clients start asking, like, I don't understand. Why is this so effective? I had a young guy. He had just finished massage school. He got a session with me, and he said, why do you think your work is so effective for chronic pain? And I was like, ooh, okay, let me phrase this right. I, I think the reason is when you put oil over skin, you're sliding over stuff. It is having an effect. Effleurage, it's not bad, it's a good tool. Mm -hmm. But I think with the work I'm teaching, because I'm not using lubricants, because I'm actually getting a grip, I think the sustained skin stretch from the compression I'm delivering gives the client a more intense stimulus that is sustained so that their nervous system can relax, unwind, and downregulate. I don't really agree. I mean, I agree, but I don't think that's all of it, but that's a cool perspective. So why don't you agree? 
Well, I like, I follow a lot of Tom Myers anatomy trains and. Hey Tom, if you see this, come on the podcast. We'll talk about it. If you come on the podcast, we'll talk about it. Go ahead. No, I have someone you could totally debate for that. My friend, John studies under Tom. He would totally, that would be an awesome thing to watch. I don't know. I follow the. I'm not saying the work. I'm not, I'm not saying that the work is ineffective. I'm saying that the explanation behind it could be updated. Is that easier? Is that easier to say it? Yeah. Do you think there's merit to the anatomy trains, the fascial connections between the different tissues in our body work? I'm not as familiar with his curriculum and how he's using that. What's the Mm -hmm. difference between an anatomy train and a send line? They don't relate as well to the sun lines, but they correspond a lot to the meridians in Chinese medicine theory. Oh, now yeah. is, Ch- is Chinese medical theory based on Western reductionist, scientific, studied, verified, double-blind? Nah, medicine. it's based on chi. <laughs> ah, see? And that's where things get complex. Like, I don't, I don't want anyone listening to this. If you're a chiropractor, acupuncturist, uh, personal trainer, manual therapist, PT... Like, I'm not trashing body work at all, including, like, acupuncture. I don't know a lot about it. My old roommate, Brett, is uh, an acupuncturist in San Antonio. I'm asking deeper questions about why it works. That's all. Great. Yeah. And I'm intrigued by how the two different modalities overlap so much. In that case, I, I look at it as different language, same. Yep. And science allows us to refine the language. Yeah. Because I listen, I'll talk to Walt, and I would I would talk to Walt and go, "Ooh, compression." He's like, "Uh uh-uh. and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Walt, it, compression," and he's like, "Uh uh-uh. He's like, "It stretches skin," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Walt, I can't compress anything without stretching skin." Like, are you arguing semantics with me? You see the difference? Yeah. Yeah, it's why people will get angry at Walt, like. For me to come in and take time massage and go, well, fuck it, let's update the science. People are like, you can't, you can't. And I'm like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm. Like, I don't feel stuck or bound by traditional time massage, nor 2,000-year-old medical theory. I know that it seems to work, but one, I have a vested interest in making it better. And two, I think science is good. I want a scientifically verified manifestation of like, why does this work? Because I have a vested interest in being able to teach it to you to be able to help your clients to help more people in pain. That's my real Buddhist easing suffering thing. That's Mm -hmm. really where it comes from. So when I talk about, you know, Tom Myers, no, it's not, I don't have any issues with Tom. If you, you see this Tom, you want to have a debate, whatever, it's fine. I don't think it holds up to scientific scrutiny, the explanation on why it works. Does it make sense? I'm not saying that anatomy trains is a bad explanation. Do I think send lines is a bad explanation? I'm hoping not. I still teach, my intro tie, I still teach send lines. I still use them all the time. Do I think I'm stimulating a magic line that crisscrosses the spine through their chakras, that opens up a portal that energy pours out of their hands and out of the top of their head, out of their halo, their head shot, their crown chakra? Sounds just like you. It sounds exactly like me. Well, I'm going to have a little bit of Ethiopian Sadama, and then we're going to cleanse your chakras. Yep. Nice mug, by the way. It's the explanation. Yeah, the explanation. Oh, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is, by the way? I don't know. This is uh, Osho, also known as I knew him as Rajneesh because I got a book. His his cult and uh, followers are responsible for the largest bioterror attack on American soil. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. He's a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> or was, till he was gone. Interesting. So don't, don't feel like, like you, you study with me. Don't feel like you can't study other people's work. Don't well, and feel the more like... I think about your perspective too, you can't uh, try to affect the tissues we affect or try to affect without stimulating the nervous system. So technically... You're not wrong. Well, and it's why people will start to get mad at Walt because they're like this weird. It's like 
uh, Newtonian physics, you take a rock, you throw the rock, you measure the forces on the rock, and you know where the rock is going to land. But when you got to subatomic particles and then the movement of galaxies, they were like, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. And then they had to, like, come up with quantum mechanics and all this other stuff, and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that massage and body work doesn't do what it does. I'm saying that the explanation of why it works could be updated. And that's something that probably Tom Myers has attempted to be called a task on. I'm To me, I'm one of the most brutal. Man, I, I'm willing to have people on my podcast that just call me names. And I'll just yeah. sit there sit there calmly and go, listen, I was a philosophy student. You can attack me and ad hominem all day. I mean, yeah. I'll call out your logical fallacies. I, I saw you just make a straw man and red herring. I can do that. But... I choose to actually have the debate, not because I have anything wrong with the person who has a differing opinion, because I have a vested interest in being able to take students further along. It's not about Mm -hmm. me personally. It's about, essentially, it's about our clients. If if we have a a scientifically backed understanding of like what we're doing, I think we can help more people, we can expand it, and we can do it in a much larger, robust way, which means we ease suffering on a much greater scale. That's all. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But if I do this and in the future, I I may supplement. Mm. If I start putting, well, we're interacting with certain cutaneous and subcutaneous nerves through the arm, that might be a a better explanation, but I have to kind of walk the students towards that. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm going to find and try to send to you. There was a video that one of my teachers sent me, and I wonder if it's even considered current still, but it talked about the science behind pain. And it was basically, it's all in your head. And talking about how, I guess the psychology of pain, but it talked about the flexibility of the brain. I'll have to find it and show you, because I'm not going to explain the whole thing on this, but. Well, there's an opiate epidemic in our country, and right. I can tell you right now, have you ever, have you, so you were in a car accident, have you ever had like a, a fairly big trauma and then been, been given some sort of opiate to ease the pain? Yes. And then what was your experience of that? For me, it didn't do anything and I just stopped taking them. Okay. Because I've had pretty robust pain and then was given some opiates. Sometimes I knew what it was. Sometimes it didn't. After my car accident, I was still, they gave me something, some opiate, but it wasn't quite enough. And I remember my mother, I was 22 years old. She had come to the hospital and uh, she told the nurse, hey, he's still in pain. And the the nurse had me turn and like give me a shot right in my keister. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. That that could have begun be the beginnings of a heavy opiate addiction if I had chosen to go that route. Right. And here was the deal. I still hurt. Like if you'd asked me, oh, yeah, it still hurts. But I would just continue on with the conversation because in my brain, it's blocking those pain receptors. Mm. So you're still getting a stimulus from, from your body, but there's no there's no pain. Then we start to talk about, and I think this is really interesting stuff, psychologically, emotionally. I see a lot of women, they have very severe menstrual cramps. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to a six or a seven on a pain scale like each month, right? The emotional association with the pain. So there's right. like anxiety. It's not just the physical sensation. Now there's this emotional and psychological thing like right. wrapped up into it. Opiates help with pain. And yeah. it ain't just physical pain. It's in the it's, brain. Yeah, it's it's why opiates are so addictive because they're going to that very base part of the brainstem and affecting respiration, you know, blood pressure, you know, the heartbeat, all those things. You're you're bypassing the the frontal cortex, going to a baser piece. When we're dealing with chronic pain management as manual therapists, I'm trying to deliver something that is one not addictive and also is really harnessing all those things related to connection. All the positive associations we have, when you see a picture of the Madonna and child, the baby Jesus, and she's got the baby cradled in her arm, it's everything that a mother does. All this massive skin contact from the top of the head down to the feet, and the baby's safe. Mm -hmm. That is essentially what we're delivering to clients. 
what I've seen over the years of people's emotional, psychological set from getting body work regularly, I love when clients come in and do this. One, they were, we're working on some pain thing and they come back and mm -hmm. go, you know, my, my relationships have gotten better. And I'm yeah. like, oh. yeah. Well, the mood improves when the pain's not there. Because they're, they're not, yeah, if it's a woman, she's not going to snap on her husband or vice versa. They're calm. They're relaxed. Yeah. Like, I'm not a nice person when I get stuck in Austin traffic. <laughs> we, we help, yeah. you know, lower blood pressure, lower right. perspiration, respiration, lower heart rate, mm -hmm. make people more calm. And those sorts of things connecting to, like, you know, physical pain. One of the things I don't tell clients is like when you said it's all in your head and I know you weren't using it in that I didn't context. mean it like that. Though. Yeah, I understand. But if, but imagine from a pain science perspective, if that was like, oh, well, it's just, it's just all in your head. Because how you express it and explain it is I think just as important to our like personal connections with the clients. But one yeah. of the, I have clients all the time, they cry in the intake. Yeah. I haven't even touched them yet. Because I'm asking a woman, hey, what are you dealing with? And then they start talking about severe menstrual cramps. And then 20 minutes later, we're still doing the intake. And mm -hmm. they're going on about the, how they had a miscarriage and they had this and they had a, you know, stillbirth. And they had, a, you know, it's like all this stuff that massage therapists normally wouldn't even hear. Yeah. All of that emotional and psychological turmoil that goes along with the physical component mm -hmm. is something that's interesting to me. Right. And it can make the pain worse than it was. Tissue damage isn't the extent of it. And I wish I could keep having this conversation, but I have to go get ready for a client. Oh, no. Cool. Tomorrow, Thai client. Oh, no worries. So listen, thank you so much for having a chat with me. I'll go ahead and I'll put this up on YouTube. It's okay if I cut clips or anything? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. If you need anything from me, just let me know. And thank you so much. Give me just two seconds and uh, you can head out, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, close off the podcast here. Okay. Thank you again. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I will see you very soon.